Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Oh, we got a special, special Agent Power Huddle today with Travis Tom. Travis, how are you, man? Hey, I'm doing great, Jesse. I, I love that intro song. Reminds me of being in my grandmother's house in the 80s watching MTV. Right? So, so we have more and more of our audience that now watch, you know, listen to the podcast, watch the replays. And but those of you who are on live on the Zoom with us got a special treat to see me and Travis bop on our head along to a, we didn't start the fire. That was a, that was a special treat for those of you on with us live. <laughs> <laughs> We we cut the music up for copyright reasons for everything else. All right, let's let's just let's just dive in because I guarantee you have uh, probably more than thirty minutes worth of material. But but uh, wh- where are we starting in the world of uh, uh, of marketing today? Wh- what's our what's our general direction we're heading in, Travis? Well, <clears throat> right now yeah, there's some big shifts and changes, right, that have been taking place inside of. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, kind of all over, mainly because of the Apple iOS changes, right? And if you haven't heard, uh, written with articles, uh, uh, Apple iOS uh, kicked in about almost three months ago. And essentially what it was is Apple really building up more of their uh, options for privacy, um, giving their users uh, a lot of options. Now, Mobile traffic is a, a dominant uh, space inside of Facebook, Instagram, right? All those digital uh, places that we typically spend a lot of money. Now, from a retargeting aspect, sometimes that can be a bit tricky. And they're giving people the opportunity to say, hey, I want to opt out of being tracked by any kind of third party, or I don't want to be tracked by this website. And that can uh, you know, kind of throw a, a wrench essentially inside of your opportunity to keep in front of web traffic. So I just want to jump in. I want it because I realized a lot of people know who you are, but some people might have no idea why I'm excited to have you here. So I want to make sure we, at least before you go to the, like th- this guy, Travis, by the way, is probably one of the top, not only real estate marketers, but specifically around Facebook and retargeting. And it, he just, he knows more. He's probably forgotten more about internet marketing than most people have learned in their lifetime. Can I say that Travis in, in a, in a humble <laughs> way where you just smile and nod? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he runs multiple real estate marketing companies, but he's here just so, so thank you. So we're, we're really talking about, for people who are listening today, this is all about how do you stay in front of your your potential buyers and sellers and your past clients with all the changes going on. Is that really the direction we're heading today? Yes, that in, in the content that you should be uh, leveraging and uh, in, in the, the methodology uh, that really has the biggest impact. Cool. Now I'm going to stay out of the way and you can keep going. I just want to make sure we frame up that people understand you're not just a, a you know a nice dude in a black t-shirt. Like you actually, there's a reason why you're here. Because you know <laughs> yes. your stuff. Yes, we, we we run a lot of ads. Um, I'll just I'll just say that. Uh, <laughs> cool. Uh, so, you know what we've seen lately, uh, and what I mean lately is the past several six months to to a year, right? There, there's been a lot of uh, changes in, in, in shifts and in, in retargeting. Um, retargeting is is an art and science, right? There's this this beauty to really dialing it in and getting it right. And a lot of the time, we should be really focusing on how can we provide value, 
And what does that look like? So how I started my retargeting journey is um, I was in real estate many years ago. Um, and I was looking for an engagement ring. I was going to propose to my girlfriend uh, who uh, was working with me at the time. And so I started going on different websites. I visited about, it was about 12 different websites. I wasn't going to go to a mall, go to a store. I was busy. Um, we were selling a lot of houses. I really just wanted to just find something. So I, about the course of you know two months, I looked at about 12 different websites for engagement rings. And each one was okay, right? You know, but I'm looking at a lot of different engagement rings. And I found one um, that I thought I'd buy. And then I just got busy, of course, right? And kind of forgot about it. But I'm planning to propose on this trip in Maui um, about six months from, from that date, right? So I'm planning early. It's an investment. Now, what I started to notice is I started to be retargeted by one specific company that then started to tell the story of basically how they sourced the rings. The, uh, the next kind of set of ads were about the artisan craftsmanship of you know, the guys with their leather aprons that are like kind of working on, on the rings and designing them. And then it kind of went through this whole journey of really telling me um, how it was made, who it was made by, the quality, all the way down to then seeing testimonials and reviews. And I realized it kind of had this epiphany. Um, and then this was a while ago, right? I'm kind of dating myself. Uh, this is, you know, uh, in the early 2000s. Um, I started to, to see a pattern that no, no one else was retargeting, right? Out of these 12 different engagement ring websites, you know, this is an investment. And it occurred to me that this is just like buying a house. This is very similar to, you know, you're going to spend a lot of money. Hopefully, you're going to only do it once in your life, maybe. And you're probably going to, you know, want to make sure you're, you're investing in the right company. So all of these companies, none of them retargeted me except for this one company. And they did it so well that I bought from them. And I then started to really basically reverse engineer what it was that made me purchase. What was that? I mean, she said yes, by the way, right? And we're married and have two, two beautiful children now. So it did work. Um, so from that, I really started to break down a structure of what that looked like. And I started to study all of these different companies across the world, looking at the retargeting ads, started to study uh, persuasion and influence and what are the key pillars that really kind of bring uh, value to an individual for them to make a decision? How many times do they have to see your brand or an ad to take initial action? And with that, we then in our agency, as we've been built a advertising agency and we run um, a, a lot of you know, Facebook ads all across the world for a lot of different companies. We built this methodology, what we call BEAR. And so uh, BEAR stands for, uh, well, sorry, BURST. This methodology framework is called BURST. And BURST are these key content pillars that stand for brand story, untapped opportunity, reciprocity, social proof, and trust. And so when you're building your retargeting strategy, you really need to keep in mind what is it that you're telling the audience. It needs to be like a chapter book, essentially. This is kind of thought of as a push-along funnel. You're pushing people through a sequence of different retargeting ads that are going to be delivered to them over the course of their journey, right? Their decision cycle as they're trying to buy a home. Now, 
a lot of these real estate leads, they're in the aspirational type of phase. They're just starting to kick the tires. They're looking at buying a property and maybe selling theirs, but they may be several weeks or months out from taking that initial action. If they become a lead and they're getting texts and emails, right? They're getting texts and emails sent out or an ISA is following up. You need to find a way to digitally nurture them, to persuade and influence them, to make sure that you stay in front of them. So at that magic moment, when they decide, hey, it's time that you're going to be in front of them. You're the familiar face. And so building your brand as the authority figure, we have to tell that story. And what does that story look like? So then we built that BURST acronym. So BURST stands for B is brand story or or brand introduction. That can be done in a lot of different ways, right? It can be done via uh, video telling, you know, how long you've been in the business, why you love being here uh, in this specific community. Um, We built a a brand story for a a campaign for a company that was 100 years old. Um, They started off as a bank as a small family bank in California that then grew to a 600 agent uh, brokerage. And so we told that story through black and white images of horse and buggy, uh, Wells Fargo kind of, you know, style all the way up to the digital modern age of where they are now. It doesn't have to be that advanced. If your story doesn't have a legacy to it, that's okay, right? It can be any kind of short story or just introduction. You know, hey, thanks so much for checking out, you know, us, our website. We love working in this community, whatever it might be. Untapped opportunity, that's the you in, in Burst. That's typically property centric. That is more focused on bringing them back to the uh, original intent, which is looking at homes or selling a home, whatever it might be. But odds are they're in the process of moving. So you should use some sort of carousel ad that says, uh, see all the homes that have just hit the market in the last seven days. Right? Don't miss out. Click here to see all the, all the photos and all the details. We typically get about a 4 to 5% click-through rate on that. Um, which is really high, which is really good. So you typically want to keep that in front of them as that kind of second push along funnel ad sequence that's going to be shown to them. Now, R is reciprocity. That's focused more on building likability, um, uh, showing this kind of uh, opportunity for them to connect with you with it being ungated content. In ungated content, essentially, so it's not lead generation. It's, it's just a, a blog article or some sort of video. It could be a um, a white paper, whatever it might be, that's more focused on showing you as the educator and building that authority kind of figure presence. So the top five mistakes home buyers are making in, in this market. Um, everything you should know about the forbearance, right? Uh, different types of articles that are going to be hyper relevant, but also that provide value and again, answer all of their questions. And a great way to start developing content for that if you don't have it is go to Answer the Public or Google Trends or SEM Rush. Um, start typing in different keywords about real estate questions. You'll see all the keywords that stem from there that you can then start see what's the highest traffic then write articles about that. That's hyper relevant in that moment in time. And it, it may have a shelf life, right? Forbearance is definitely going to have a shelf life as far as content. But there's others, you know, that maybe the top 10 mistakes most homeowners make, uh, you know, in, in buying a home. That's evergreen content that you can use again and again and again for, you know, a long time, depending on what you put in there. So they can be either video 
maybe text overlay on a video telling a brief kind of story, market update, whatever it might be. You want to have multiple different types of that reciprocity type of content in that content pillar. From there is S, which is uh, social proof. Social proof is done typically either by a case study, uh, testimonial, right? How I sold this home for uh, 50,000 over asking and 10 days on the market. Now, uh, in today's market, that may not be that impressive, right? That, uh, that's the standard, right? Today's today's uh, list price is kind of the low, the low ball offer. So uh, you may want to think about, well, do I have Zillow reviews? Can I turn those into animated text, right? That show the Zillow review. Maybe you have a lot of reviews that you can then take, animate in some sort of fashion. Um, there's different types of tools. You can upload that and make it look really nice and have some nice kind of background graphics. All you're trying to do is build the uh, social proof that people like you, know you, and trust you. From there, that's going to build a little bit more of that safety net and where people are going to feel that they can gravitate towards you without that threat of the unknown, right? You're removing that black box. So you're trying to tell the story, again, that you are the authority figure that they should trust and use. So the T part is all trust, right? All that kind of boils down to trust. So the BURST acronym, that methodology doesn't always have to be in that sequence in that order. It can be social proof up front, right? It can be reciprocity next, it can be brand story kind of in the middle. But ideally, you want to show your face and your brand at some point in time. If you have a team, you want to highlight them and make sure that they understand that it's not just you, that there's a whole organization behind it. If you don't have any kind of social proof, reverse that and kind of think of a wider scope. Maybe it's the social proof of the team. Maybe it's the social proof of the company, right? Maybe it's the social proof of uh, how many uh, people that you have, you know, helped in, in some sort of fashion. There's different ways to really kind of leverage different types of social proof out there. Uh, so with that, you also want to make sure that you're using different types of ad formats. Don't always think that it's a still image, right? Or that's just a, a video. You want to start to leverage things like uh, instant um, experience ads, which used to be called Canvas ads. It's basically a, a mini mobile website inside of, of Facebook that gives you an opportunity to really give more. Um, inside of it has carousel ads, videos. It gives it more, more context and more opportunity to really have more copywriting and explain exactly who you are. It also diversifies the texture of the interaction on the consumer journey. So it stands out, right? And it's all about those interruption patterns. So the average consumer sees 5,000 ads a day online and offline. And there's a study done recently um, at a marketing company in University in New York that studied a large group. Everyone saw 5,000 ads a day. Uh, at the end of the day, they could only recall loosely about four different brands. And then outside of that, about a month later, they could only really recall one. And that one was using retargeting. And so retargeting is really kind of the best in class uh, type of methodology that you should be using in your advertising. And you need to mix it up, right? Don't go stale. Don't run just one ad uh, for months and months and months. That just glosses over, right? You want to go for high frequency. You want to use different objectives. You want to be able to make sure that you're using different custom audiences that are first-party data as well, not just uh, pixel data from your website. Um, because of the Apple iOS changes, 
you're going to have maybe around 40 to 50% of those people on your website uh, traffic that have opted out and said, hey, I don't want to be retargeted. I don't want to see any ads. Um, that can be an issue. So you want to start to think about how can you be a content creator that is going to be pushing first-party data content? And what I mean by that is you're leveraging the assets inside of Facebook and Instagram that the Apple iOS can't touch which is going to be, let's say, for example, you did a video on a specific new construction development and you published that video on uh, your Facebook page. And maybe you maybe ran an ad to family, friends, your sphere of influence, and then maybe also ran it to uh, in a separate ad set to the local market area using different interests. Um, people that watch 50% of that video, you can create a custom audience out of that. And then make sure that then they see the next series of ads that you put out there. This is awesome, Travis. That's just the start. I'm speaking for the collective, like I'm watching faces. People are like, okay, I see brains turning. Guys, if you have questions you want to jump in, because about halfway through, let us know. But Travis, otherwise keep rolling. Because I, I mean, yeah. I'm assuming you're going to tell like, this is a, such an actionable con construct. Like, okay, step-by-step step, hit these. But it is a lot for someone to start. Where, do, where does someone begin with this? That's, you know, it, it's a, a lot of people have a difficulty of, of being on video. Right. Um, I, I know I certainly did. I'm a very private person. Uh, so for me, it was really difficult for me to start to get on video. My first couple of videos, if you really dig deep in YouTube to the early 2000s, I look like I'm pissed. Man. I'm, I'm angry. I don't want to be on video. And um, <laughs> it was pretty, you know, it, which doesn't sell well. Right. If, if you're not, you know, if, if you're not an enjoyable character. So. Um, you just have to practice, practice, practice as far as being on video. And, and really, you should be on video. No one likes the sound of their voice on video, right? No one, you know, everyone judges how they look. Um, you just have to get past that, right? Uh, and, and just start to be on video because being present is, uh, unfortunately, in today's social media world, um, if we don't see you online, do you even exist? That's it's kind of a you know big question, and, and it's sad. I, I saw a friend online I haven't seen in maybe fifteen years, um, and, and I, I completely forgot that person existed. It sounds horrible, I know, um, but I was like, oh, that's right. I need to reach out to him, and I, I miss that friend. I miss that relationship. I, I should reach out to him. Um, that also applies then to professional relationships in real estate. If your friends and family don't see you they're going to hire that person they met at the open house who they've only met twice, right? Uh, and that 10, 15, 20 relationship that you've built, um, maybe that just you know evaporates because this person is uh, available. So you need to make sure that you are socially available and start to practice in video. Uh, just record videos, just start to get it out there and post it until you feel natural. From there, I would then start to look at different types of, of uh, companies that provide content. Um, KCM, right? Keeping Current Matters. Uh, Bill Harney, the CEO there, really great guy. I mean, they have amazing content that they, they publish. That's something that you can be nurturing your sphere of influence with. Uh, I would really focus on also making sure that you are building lists, custom audiences, and really nurturing those. I don't... I, I, it's surprising how many people are not taking their sphere of influence 
and putting it to a CSV file and uploading it to Facebook and not running ads to them. That's the majority of where business comes from, right? You know, leads are great. We generate, you know, tens of thousands and thousands of leads uh, on a monthly basis. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you should also be really leveraging a sphere of influence. So first I would organize that. Get your sphere of influence in order, get those lists, upload that as a custom audience inside of Facebook. I would start focusing on creating content pillars. Think about the different kind of evergreen content you can create. Uh, content that's going to highlight your community, content that's going to highlight you and your experience, uh, content that is going to be a little bit more behind the scenes. Uh, uh, that you know what you do could be you're staging a home and can walk in through it, then start to really build out a framework of what that looks like, a content calendar over the next month, and don't overdo it to where you just get burnt out. Uh, you know, pick five topics that you can really create videos for. And some of them are going to be great. Some of them are going to suck. Uh, you just have to just go through and practice and then build that content and then start to turn them into ads, right? And then start to push it out from, from there. Uh, is, is, there, is there a question in the chat box? Is there a minimum number of contacts you need to have for that custom audience upload in that, yes. in that file? What's the yes. minimum number you need to have? So minimum number is... Um, uh, uh, around 200 to, to develop a custom audience uh, for a customer list. Ideally, you want to have around 500 as, as a minimum. Um, that, that's the ideal. And, and because Facebook does around a 65 to 70% match rate. So when you upload that custom audience, what you're looking for is you're uploading the person's first name, last name, city, state, uh, and an email and phone number and zip code. Those are the, the seven top key identifiers that you're really uh, wanting to give to Facebook. Facebook will then go through and find the Facebook user ID and, and find that match and develop it into a custom audience. Um, and you, you ideally want to have you know several hundred people in there so that if you have a match rate of, let's say, 65%, then you still have a pretty healthy amount right? you, you can work with. From there... You need a certain thing of the objective, uh, the campaign objective. Um, boosting a post is not going to do it, right? Boosting a post is is like burning cash. It's it's boosting is really not Facebook advertising it, and in the actual algorithm uh, boosting or that type of specific uh, action um, is called PPE. It stands for page post engagement. And really, all that is is basically people liking, commenting, and, and sharing. Um, and sometimes even not even sharing because that's kind of been um, a high priority in the algorithm. So it's really more like commenting and liking. That's not about getting people to watch it. It's not optimized for them to, to watch a video or to click on it or to take specific action or for high frequency to be in front of them. So you really need to get out of the mindset of boosting a post and start to look inside the Facebook ad manager and really look at the key objectives, the campaign objectives that are going to deliver the most amount of return that have hyper-focused goals with inside the algorithm. Uh, and, and that is specifically for things like reach objective. Reach is basically saying, hey, any audience that you put into the reach objective campaign, we're going to saturate that audience. Think of a, a B-52 bomber flying over your audience in that city, just dumping flyers, right? Leaflets everywhere, right? You're just littering that town. That is reach, right? It's going to be high impressions. It's going to saturate that audience. If you have a thousand people in that audience, 
Um, people are going to see your ad probably 10, 15, 20 times, right? Over the course of, let's say, 30, 45 days. Um, that's what you want with that kind of reach campaign. But are people going to click on the ad and, and take a step forward? No, right? It's not engineered for that. It's just engineered for visibility, right? To get them to see it. If you want people to take specific action, you're going to want to go more with like a traffic campaign, right? Or video view campaign. If you're using video, use video view objective. Uh, it's optimized for people to watch the video and has a opportunity for a hyperlink so they can click on that. And that's going to get some clicks, but mostly more, more video views. Traffic, right? And that's going to engineer people to actually click on the ad and go to the website or whatever it might be. Um, so keep in mind, as you start to develop some of those ad uh, campaigns, you're going to choose the right objective. Um, and, and, and one is called the OCPM, which is Optimized Cost Per Thousand Mile Impressions. That's your $80 word uh, or sentence of the day. That is basically a part of the algorithm that says, hey, we're going to find the people in the audience that are more than likely to take the specific action that is assigned to the goal of that campaign. So make sure that you choose the right objective to choose the right audience to make them take that next, that next step. Um, now, video, again, that's critical because you can develop so many custom audiences out of people that have watched uh, you know, 25%, 50%, 100% of that video, whatever it might be. Your Instagram should be an Instagram business profile. So for instance, for me, um, my Instagram is, is, a, is a business page, but it has my name, right? It doesn't say, you know, Travis, Tom, uh, elevated real estate marketing uh, as, as the you know uh, username. It's just Travis Tom, because I have personal relationships with people, right? I don't want it to be heavy handed with a, a brand uh, on top of it. Most people don't want to engage specifically with a real estate brand, right? It needs to be humanized. So I would suggest you are the personal brand, right? Elon Musk is the personal brand of Tesla, right? Richard Branson is the personal brand of um, Virgin, Virgin, you know, Galactic, whatever it might be. So keep in mind that you're the personal brand, put that out there. If people uh, see my stories, my Instagram stories, I they're instantly put into a custom audience. Um, if they visit my profile, they're instantly put into a custom audience. If they go to my Facebook page, they're instantly put into a custom audience. Hey, Travis. Uh, every, I make sure everything is sticky. Everything is custom audience. Hey, Jerry. Hey, how you doing? Hey, does it affect if you uh, recently switched to my Instagram from business to creator because I wanted the more options that they give the creator side because I'm playing around with reels? Do you know if that changes that? You'll still be, yeah, you'll still be able to create custom audiences out of that. No, no, yeah. Yeah, you'll, you'll still be able to create custom audiences if, if you change to that. Um, it still has that ability. So, so that's, that's, uh, that's key, right? And with Reels, um, that's, they are starting to run ads on Reels. So you're going to start to develop custom audiences out of people that have engaged with your Reels uh, as, as well pretty soon. Um, so I would really make sure that you're really hitting all of those custom audience kind of assets. Make sure that every digital touch point you have is an opportunity to develop a custom audience and then start to think about what do I want them to see? What is the story that I want to tell after they interact with me? Um, if it's a piece of content that's specific to homeowners, right, to, to potential sellers, then ideally the content after that that we target them with should be all about selling, 
So let's say you have a video that is talking about the market, right? What does the market look like for homeowners today and selling your home? What is the average price that's sold, right? Days on market, whatever it might be. And you have, let's say, 10,000 people that watch that video or 50% of that video. You want to retarget them then with maybe a carousel ad that shows, you know, sold, 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 right? You know, big red fat sold banner on each different property that you've sold maybe in the last six months. So this is just the sampling of the properties that we've sold in the last, you know, two, three, six months, sold over asking, sold over asking. And it's just building that social proof. Right. And then maybe the next ad, maybe 15 days after that, is uh, a, a, a more of a case study, right? Which is your listing presentation essentially just uh, pivoted into something that's more like a case study. Travis, Does that make sense? So, really, what you're doing is building it. Jesse. Uh, I said, this is such good info, dude. We, we've, got a, we've got just a couple of minutes left. I want to ask because I'm sure, like, I'd love to have you on again. I mean, every time you talk, I listen learn so much. I looked at your YouTube channel. I mean, you have so many videos on how to learn almost all of this stuff. You live by what you preach, which is you lead with value. Someone could go through and start learning this stuff. What type of agent should try to learn this on their own? Who should hire a company? And some, a couple of people have messaged me, but what is the name of your company? If people want to reach out to you, what, what, what do they do? Surely. Uh, the company is Elevated, uh, R-E-M, stands for Elevated Real Estate Marketing. Uh, so that's uh, yeah, elevatedrem.com. Um, my, my YouTube channel is, is, uh, is pretty embarrassing, <laughs> actually. I think I haven't really worked on that in a while. Um, so thanks for, for, for bringing that up, Jesse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but check it out. I mean, there might be some good content there for you. Uh, yeah, elevatedrem.com or go to travistom.com. Um, and there's some videos there. There's uh, some blog articles that, that I have that really kind of explain some of these things deeper. Um, and there's even a, a free course uh, that, that I have there. So take a look at that. Um, those are the opportunities there. But it really, just getting started, I would say start focusing on being a content creator. Um, there's been a massive shift in, in the past 12 months where you really need to start to think about how can I create content that is going to attract the right audience and then retarget them with similar content uh, that is going to then build you as that authority figure to win more business. I love it. That is a great way to wrap it up. You guys learned, so those of you on camera, thumbs up or hands up, you guys learned something this morning. Isn't that awesome? Like, I know you can't see the entire audience, Travis, but unanimously there are heads nodding going, yes. Good. Awesome. Thank you guys for being here, Travis. It's so good. So good to see you, man. It's been way too long. Yeah, Jesse, I miss you, man. Miss, I know, I miss you too. See you on about. It's good to be here. Yeah. All right, guys, enjoy your Thursday, Travis. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please reach out to Travis if you guys have more questions and uh, have an amazing day. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Thank you, everyone. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.